Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another Soul of America radio broadcast. Tonight's episode is Let's Straighten It Out. Starring Dr. Bo, also known as Big Easy. Big Easy helps you work out and foster healthy relationships. Tonight's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio and hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, without any ado, we take you directly to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another episode of Let's Straighten It Out. This is Dr. Bo, a.k.a. Big Easy. It's going to be a little rough tonight, I have to admit, because I'm struggling between staying focused on the show and wanting to go watch the broadcast of Gabby winning her goal. So bear with me. Hopefully they'll show it again a little bit later, but uh, the show must go on. Our topic tonight is going to be on long-distance relationships with the subtopic, Does Absence Really Make the Heart Grow Fonder? We want to look at this issue of long-distance relationships and look at what are some of the things that make it difficult that contribute to these tight relationships not working out so well, and what are some things that couples can do to improve their chances of having a successful long-distance relationship. Um, The things that I'm going to share um, is not a one-size-fits-all that doesn't apply to everybody. Some of these things are fairly common and uh, some of them are unique. But we encourage you to think about your personal relationship and to pick out what works for you and something that doesn't work and maybe you have to tweak it a little bit or ditch it all together. But we want to continue our look at relationships, give you some uh, information about things that you can do to improve your relationships and um, some red flags to be mindful of that get in the way of people having successful relationships. I always encourage you to call in, uh, join in the conversation, uh, call 323-784-9638 or listen to us at uh, com. I will be sharing some information and I'll share a couple of websites during the show and remind you at the end, but these will be posted on our Soul of America Radio Facebook page, and that way you'll have direct access to these links, and you'll also be able to go in and make comments. And as usual, I always invite you to call in, make comments, or if you don't feel comfortable being on the air, uh, send emails or 
send suggestions of shows that you might want to hear in the future. I try to provide variety, but I'm always open to doing things that you might have an interest in. So as we talk about the topic of long-distance relationships, we want to start out by looking at what are some things that contribute to these type relationships not working out. Uh, what are some of the red flags that you need to be mindful of? And on the flip side of this, most of the things that I'm going to share with you about things to do will be in some ways just the opposite of what some of these things are that cause relationships to fail. One of the big barriers to a successful long-distance relationship is unfortunately the same barrier to any relationship, and that's communication breakdowns. If you don't have good communication, then there's an increased risk of the of the relationship not working out, whether it's long distance or one that you're seeing each other face-to-face -face every day. Now, when we talk about communication breakdowns, because of either just poor communication outright, some people just don't communicate well. Most often, though, it's because the communication is not open and honest. Uh, sometimes communication is not open and honest because people are afraid of what might happen, so they avoid their fears by not being honest about their feelings. And with the long-distance relationship, it's extremely important on the front end to have open, honest communication, uh, to talk about the things that you're concerned about, to share the good and the bad, but communication is very important. Um, a little bit later, I'm going to make some comments about the benefit of using technology, but when we talk about communication breakdowns, I think that we have to strike a balance and avoid over-reliance on technology when you use technology, whether it's email, texting, or written communication, that's oftentimes a tendency to misinterpret um, what's being said because of the lack of face-to-face -face time, the lack of seeing the nonverbal cues that we see when we're communicating. So you can write something and it might not come across the way that you intend to. So because you have things like Skype and other technologies where you can actually see the person that helps, but you want to strike a healthy balance between uh, using technology and then trying to have as much face-to-face -face communication as you can. Again, when you are not seeing someone face-to-face -face and you're relying on writing, then there's a potential to misinterpret the real intent. But the bottom line is that if you want to have a successful relationship, it's very critical that you work on having open, honest communication, especially on the front end, because depending on how the relationship develops will influence the direction it's likely to go anyway. Um, so the bottom line is make sure that you're working on good, open, honest communication. Another thing that contributes to these long-distance relationships not working out too well is unclear expectations or unclear intentions, um, which oftentimes boils down to a lack of, a lack of commitment or erratic commitment. Uh, if you're not very clear on the front end about what your intentions and expectations are, you might find yourself going down a road that you didn't intend to go down or 
you're going one way and your partner's going the other way. So it's very important to have discussions up front about what are your expectations and what are your intentions, especially if you're in a relationship that starts out as a face-to-face relationship and then you have to separate because of some shifts in your circumstances, then whatever was in place before the separation um, makes it even more important for you to be mindful of that and to you know, make sure that you are open and honest about what your expectations are and what your intentions are. And you have to be willing to make a commitment. And it doesn't have to be a permanent long-term commitment. I think it's more important for you to be open and honest, particularly if you're ambivalent or unsure, than to pretend everything's okay and then mislead the person unintentionally. It's even worse to mislead them intentionally, but sometimes because expectations and intentions aren't clearly communicated, then people tend to lose sight of where they're going. Excuse me. And you find a relationship shifting. And if you aren't mindful of the shift, it's even more difficult to notice when you're in a long-distance relationship. So it's possible that things can go down the wrong road pretty quickly if you don't have good, clear communication and if you're not clear about what your expectations and your intentions are. If you have some ambivalence about commitment, then it's best for both of you to make that known up front because that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to end a relationship, but the more you let the person know where you stand and what your expectations are, the better opportunity that they have to make an informed decision about whether or not they want to stay in a relationship and the direction that they want it to go. So communication breakdowns and unclear expectations and intention or unclear intentions can really damage a relationship, um, whether it's long distance or you know face to face. The third thing we want to look at that can damage or that can make it difficult is distance. Uh, the greater the distance, the more difficult it is to maintain a relationship especially if one of the partners or both of them are dealing with loneliness. Uh, When there's distance and you have less time for face-to-face interaction, that can really challenge a relationship because for some people it might be uh, challenging because of increased temptation. Uh, They might not have the self-control that they need to maintain a monogamous relationship, uh, and they might tend to rationalize their behavior or the distance might just increase the insecurities of one of the partners, particularly if they don't have a solid support system or support network uh, wherever they are, then those insecurities can escalate um, if the distance is so great that you have limited opportunity for face-to-face interaction, and that way whatever insecurities there may be on either side, then those are likely to escalate when there's a greater distance that doesn't allow you to have a regular face-to-face contact. So that's something that you have to plan for and try to negotiate uh, when the distance is so far that you can't readily uh, be able to visit with each other and to have that face-to-face interaction. Uh, Similar to that, or a good segue into that, is when there is just a lack of trust or outright jealousy Uh, Sometimes that might be because the person is just naturally insecure, but more often than not it's because 
one or both parties tend to focus on the past and they're remembering some past hurt or pain. They might have been uh, mistreated in the past, and so they tend to hold on to that, and they have um, so many insecurities that they just don't trust their partner, or they might just be uh, extremely jealous, and people that are extremely jealous can get into another set of problems that we might get into later and really uh, lose control of the situation. So if you have a problem with trust or jealousy, then my question is, whose problem is it? Um, Is your distrust justified, or is it maybe a projection of your own feelings, fears, or feelings, fears, or um, temptations? So if you're having a problem with jealousy or distrust, then you have to look at this picture objectively and determine do you have justification for feeling the way that you do or is it more based on fear or maybe projecting your feelings because of something that you've done or that you've been tempted to do or maybe simply holding on to some past hurt that you've been hurt before so you're expecting to be hurt again. And sometimes you can put yourself and your mate in a no-win situation. If you don't trust the person, then maybe you need to reevaluate whether or not it's realistic and reasonable for you to be in that relationship because even if you're in the same city with someone, even if you're living in the same house with someone, if you're jealous and insecure, then you're really setting yourself for, setting yourself up for a big letdown because sometimes you might not find that your feelings are justified, but then you tend to hold on to those feelings anyway. So I think it's important for you to look at What's the source of your jealousy and distrust? Is it your own insecurities, or do you have a legitimate reason for feeling that way? If you have a legitimate reason for feeling that way, then you need to confront that with your partner and determine uh, if they're willing to work on it. If they're not willing to work on it, then you might want to reevaluate whether or not it's in your best interest to remain in that relationship. And so if you're having a problem with trust or jealousy, then you really need to look at that and to determine um, what the source of it is and to not let things go too far before you decide to uh, do something about it. Uh, We're going to take a little break here, and then we'll pick up with some other things that make it difficult to uh, maintain uh, long-distance relationships. And then we'll look at what are some things that you can do to improve your chances. So again, encourage your friends to call in and listen, 323 or to log in to soulofamericaradio.com. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to Dr. Bo Worldwide, on Let's Straighten It Out right here on the Soul of America Radio. Give Dr. Bo a call right now at 323-784-9638. That's 323-784-9638 right here on the Soul of America Radio. This is a very important message from the Soul of America Radio. Please pardon our progress. 
We're making major changes in our programming and programming lineup at this time, and please ask for your patience as we do so. The Soul of America Radio isn't going anywhere. We're just making progress at this time. Thank you, and continue enjoying the rest of Let's Train It Out with Dr. Bo. Worldwide, let's return to Let's Straighten It Out. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 when you want to speak to Dr. Bo. That number is 323-784-9638. Press 1 to speak to Dr. Bo and don't you forget it. And now, here's Dr. Bo in Let's Straighten It Out. that committed to it, 
then whenever there are logistical problems, then sometimes that's just a built-in excuse to end the relationship. But a lot of this, again, gets back to the level of commitment and whether or not you've been clear in your communication, open and honest, and whether or not you have clear expectations and intentions. And so, again, uh, the communication is extremely important because that's how you're going to resolve conflicts is if you're going to be able to communicate. Everybody is going to have conflicts. No matter who you are, you're going to have conflicts. And the more clear your communication and the more clear you are about your expectations and the more willing you are to work through things, then the better chance you have of this relationship uh, working on uh, working out. Now, this next one, I don't want it to be misinterpreted because it has somewhat of a business flavor, um, but the next thing that we want to look at is whether or not you feel that you're having an adequate return on investment, and that could be either emotionally, financially, or time-wise. Um, do you have the emotional resources and stamina to sustain a long-distance relationship? Um, because if you're a person who's jealous and insecure or you don't trust your mate, then that's going to require a lot of energy and emotional energy and effort on your part dealing with your insecurities and fears or dealing with real infidelity, for example. So each individual has to determine, am I getting an adequate return on investment based on my emotional involvement Am I getting uh, what I feel is an adequate return on investment based on the time and effort and energy that I have to expend uh, to maintain this relationship? Now, if you're dealing with someone who has a lot of drama, then you might feel like it's not worth it. I'm not willing to tolerate the drama and try to maintain this relationship if the, my partner's not going to meet me halfway and do it. So that's not necessarily a business venture, and I definitely would I'm not advising you to uh, sign a contract and make it a business deal, although that might not be a bad idea for some people, but typically that just builds into the distrust that might already be there. And again, um, do you feel that it's an adequate return on your investments from a financial standpoint? If you're in a situation where you're having to they spend a lot of money to even get to visit your mate, uh, you might determine, well, I can only afford to make one trip a year, and we're so far apart. Can I maintain my commitment to this relationship if the distance is so great and if my resources are so limited I, that I can't have the level and type of interaction that I want to with this person that I care about? Uh, to where it interferes with our ability to function in a healthy relationship. So you have to be realistic. Sometimes things are just not practical, and it's not a reflection, a negative reflection on either person. It's sometimes just simple reality that uh, it's out of balance, the amount of emotion, time, and energy, and finances that you have to expend to maintain a relationship. You might decide, well, it's not worth it, or it's more that I can manage or that you know, situation might be uh, one of those high-maintenance uh, situations where someone determines, well, if it's going to take this much effort, resources, time and energy, money, et cetera, to maintain this relationship, then 
Is this something that I want to do? Especially if you don't sit into it. If it's a short-term uh, situation, then you might be more amenable to that. But if this is an ongoing situation, then a lot of people just aren't willing to continue uh, to make that investment if they don't feel that it's um, that they're getting out of it, you know, what they think that it might be worth. And so you have to make that determination. Um, is it a healthy balance of what you have to expend to maintain that relationship uh, compared to uh, what it would take you to <clears throat> just make the adjustment and then to move on? So each individual has to make that assessment, and it's best that you are able to communicate about that, whatever your concerns are. The more you can communicate and try to work through it, the better chance that relationship has of surviving. So uh, it just takes a lot more work and effort to maintain a healthy long-distance relationship, especially if it's not practical for you to have a healthy dose of face-to-face -face interaction uh, during the course of the year. Uh, another thing that can create problems, this is similar uh, to the unclear expectations and intentions, but this is when you have incompatible values or incompatible expectations. Uh, sometimes people just have different values and they want different things out of life, and if you're not compatible, then rather than expecting one person to make the total sacrifice to make the changes and be what the other person wants them to be, you know, sometimes you have to agree to disagree and go your separate ways or at least to um, strike a healthy balance between how much you're each willing to sacrifice for the benefit of the relationship. If there's a mutual sacrifice and a mutual effort to make it work, then you have a much higher chance of being successful than if you don't have that um, going for you, then it could be a problem. So you have to be real clear about what your values are, <clears throat> what your needs and expectations are, and then you have to be willing to let that other person determine whether or not that's something that they're willing and able to do. Uh, they might be able to do it, but maybe not willing to do it. So it's very important that you look at um, your values and your expectations, that you sit down and talk about it, write it out. Um, that could be a source of communication, um, particularly when you're face-to-face, -face, where you have a little bit different opportunity to interpret um, or to comprehend what your mate is saying. But at any rate, I think it's important for people to look at whether or not their values and expectations are compatible. Uh, sometimes people are drawn together um, because of a physical attraction, and they find themselves uh, infatuated or if they want to use the term in love, and once the novelty wears off and the honeymoon's over, uh, then things are different. So early on in that relationship, it's very important that you talk about what your values are, what your needs are, what your expectations are, because then you have a much better chance of uh, having solid communication and if there are differences, you have a much better chance of working through those differences and reconciling any potential conflicts if you're open and honest about your uh, values and expectations on the front end before you get too attached to that person or too involved. So it's important for you to be mindful yourself of what your values are. And I think that 
what's important, what I often encourage people to do is before you even get into a relationship, but especially um, when you find yourself developing a, a serious interest in someone, I encourage people to do an inventory. Uh, you put in one column the things that you require or that are really important to you, uh, things that you are not willing to compromise. And so that goes in column number one. In column number two are some of those things that you prefer but that you're willing to negotiate a little bit. These are some of the things that you're willing to um, not be so rigid about. And then in column three, <clears throat> that's what you're going to put the deal breakers. These are things that you're just not willing to accept or tolerate. Uh, those things that um, you know are so against your values and your personality that you just can't see yourself accepting those things. And so when you look at that column of the things that are required, the things that are optional, and the things that are deal breakers, it kind of gives you an idea of the type of person that you're looking for. Now, obviously, you're not going to ever find anyone who has all of those characteristics, but you know, if you have someone who has a healthy balance between your preferred and optional, and you know, you really need to do yourself a favor, whatever you put in the deal breaker column, don't think that you can change that person and you know, they might not want to change. Is it fair to them to even expect them to change? If it's a deal breaker then you need to dust your feet off and move on because in most instances people are gonna be themselves and if you have something that's important to you, um if, and that person doesn't have that characteristic or if you have something um you know, that you just can't tolerate but that person has those characteristics, then you have to determine how much of that you're willing to negotiate. It actually kind of reminds me of that uh, Jerry Springer show, Baggage, where they uh, have all the baggage that they're bringing forth, and then they have the deal breaker. Sometimes the person gives in and says, I can live with your baggage, and sometimes not. But if someone has characteristics that are counter to your core values, then it's best for you to let that person go before you get too attached or involved because it's not fair to them for you to expect them to make these changes just because it's something um, that goes against the grain of what you want. So, um, again, if you have incompatible values or incompatible expectations, then it's important for you to determine how much of this you're willing to negotiate and compromise. And if it's a deal breaker that you're not willing to compromise or negotiate, then you need to let that person know that up front so that you both can have an opportunity to move on and do other things if you want to because um, people don't change sometimes and it's unfair sometimes to even expect them to change. So um, that's important. Another thing is that uh, people sometimes are just very ambivalent about what they want. Uh, they might not be happy. Uh, they might be a little pessimistic about the future, but they tend to hold on anyway, even though things aren't going the way that they want it to. And that's oftentimes because people are just having a difficult time 
uh, making adjustments or coping with change. And so if you are in that situation where you are not happy or you are not certain that this is going the way that you want it to go, for example, if you want marriage and the other person doesn't, um, you might need to determine how long am I willing to wait around to see if this person is going to go the direction that I want to go. So if you have a significant amount of ambivalence about the relationship that you can't reconcile with your partner to the point that you're happy and optimistic about your future, then that's the time when you might need to pull the plug and just um, be done with it rather than keep agonizing over it and waiting for things to change. Um, We're going to take another quick break. I've got a couple of more things that I want to share about why these relationships don't work. And then we want to look at what are some things that you can do uh, to help increase your chances of these relationships working. Uh, So hold on a minute. We'll be back shortly and uh, listen to the music and call in later. You're spending your evening with Dr. Bo on Let's Straighten It Out, right here on the Soul of America Radio. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Bo is coming right back. I'm Tony Stallings with the Soul of America Radio, and we'd like to thank you for your patience. That's right, patience during our construction. We are reconstructing SOAR for the best experience possible for you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Most of our programmings are no longer available as we are revamping everything. We aren't going nowhere. We're just getting better. Thank you for your continued support, as always. Love you in peace. Keep soaring. Give Dr. Bo a call at 323-784-9638 and press 1 to speak with Dr. Bo. This is the Soul of America Radio. And we now return you to Let's Straighten It Out with Dr. Bo, right here on the Soul of America Radio. Okay, welcome back. Um, This is the weekly episode of Let's Straighten It Out. Uh, This is Dr. Bo, a.k.a. Big Easy. Tonight we're talking about long-distance relationships with a subtopic subtitle, uh, does absence really make the heart grow fonder. We've been looking at some of the things that make it difficult to maintain long-distance relationships. I want to recap them quickly, and then I've got a couple more I'll share with you. And then we want to look at what are some things that you can do uh, to improve your chances of maintaining these relationships. So what causes them to fail is uh, poor communication, unclear expectations or intentions, or lack of commitment, Uh, distance, uh, lack of trust or jealousy, uh, just the basic logistics of maintaining relationships, uh, feeling like there's not an adequate return on investments from an emotional standpoint or based on time or maybe even financial uh, investment, Um, incompatible values and expectations. And the last thing we talked about was just general ambivalence about 
uh, the future of that relationship. You're unhappy and ambivalent, but you want to hold on anyway because uh, it gets into what some call the devil I get may be worse than the devil I got syndrome. You stay in a relationship that you're not happy with because you don't want to go through the hassle of starting anew and the heartbreak that sometimes uh, goes with that. So you just hang on anyway. The next two things we want to talk about, the first one is um, if you have separation or attachment issues, um, if you're basically an insecure person, then sometimes you will have difficulty dealing with separation because when that person that you care about is not there, then you might become more insecure and clinging or even in some instances more controlling. So depending on how healthy you are as an individual in dealing with separation or how solid your attachments are will influence your ability to sustain a long distance relationship because if you have a separ- if you have separation and attachment issues and sudden you know so much insecurity um, that's going to aggravate any jealousy or distrust that might be there and again as I said earlier you, when you're struggling with those types of things then you need to determine you know whose problem is it really uh, sometimes people get into what I call this approach avoidance. You know, you want to cling and then you push away. Or sometimes people consciously or unconsciously distance themselves or hold people at a distance because they have trouble with separation or attachment issues. Um, So sometimes when people have so much insecurity because they have separation anxiety or uh, distress because of separation or they have unhealthy attachments that might be because you're just real clingy codependent and uh, dependent or because you are ambivalent and you tend to keep people at a distance that can be like a tennis match of back and forth back and forth and it can drive some people crazy and sometimes it really drives people away Um, so it's important that you are mindful of these things that if you have issues with separation or attachment that can make maintaining a long-distance relationship um, very difficult because sometimes if you have an underlying insecurity and jealousy and that person um, notices that or is having struggles dealing with that, then sometimes you have what I call a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, You make accusations about that person uh, being unfaithful or cheating, and I've had people say, well, if you're going to accuse me, then... I may as well do it. Now, nine times out of ten, that's what they've been planning to do anyway, and they're just using that as a convenient excuse because that's not a logical reason to go out and have an affair or to be unfaithful. Just because someone is falsely accusing you, then it's best for you to not do anything to feed into it as opposed to use that as a lame excuse of, well, if you're going to con- accuse me, I may as well do it anyway because the bottom line is when you use that excuse, there's a very good likelihood that you're going to do it anyway. But if you're a very insecure person and you don't feel like you can trust your mate, then sometimes you have to nip it in the bud and not let it drag on because if the other person is truly innocent and you're continuing to um, accuse them without justification, 
that can put a wedge in that relationship and push that person away. And that's where the approach of order comes in. It's that you know, if you're going to uh, be wishy-washy and, or to do things to push that person away or to hold up an uh, emotional barrier to where you don't really let yourself fully engage in that relationship, then sometimes exactly what you're afraid is going to happen happens. That person leaves. And they might, you know, leave, and it might not necessarily be because of someone else. It might be because you're just too high maintenance, and they don't want the drama, and they move on to a situation uh, that, you know, has less drama. So, if you have underlying insecurities and uh, because of separation or attachment issues, then it's important for you to get help. There's a lot of help out there for uh, dealing with those type of issues, but don't let that for your relationship or damage your relationship, you want to strive to have a healthy balance. Now, the last thing that I want to mention is that sometimes when people experience an unexpected change, like in this day and age in the economy, it's not uncommon for people to lose their jobs or to lose their homes and have to relocate in order to survive. And that oftentimes is what... um, brings about a long-distance relationship, if you're one of those people that have a real difficult time coping with change, then sometimes you um, can find yourself backed into a corner because um, sometimes what happens is people tend to stay in these relationships because it's familiar. They still aren't happy, but if you're experiencing increased anxiety and apprehension because of your loved one moving off, Again, if you don't trust that person when they're not with you, then chances are you don't trust them a whole lot when they're with you. And so, again, it gets back to what I said earlier, whose problem is it? So these are some things that contribute to the relationships not working out too well. So what do you do about it? I'm going to share a link to a website that I saw is entitled How to Make a Long-Distance Relationship Work, and it has some uh, suggestions in there. And there's another one that has a link that says 100 Activities for Long-Distance Relationships, and it gives you some ideas of different things that you can do uh, to help you to improve the health of your relationship and to improve the chances that it's going to work out uh, when it's a long-distance relationship. Just like communication breakdowns or poor communication causes these relationships to fail, then it's paramount that you have frequent, open, honest communication um, with your partner and to confront your fears, to do the things, you know, deal with the things that you need to to ensure the health and the stability of that relationship. But it's very critical that you have Uh, frequent, open, honest communication. If it's practical and realistic, um, then it should be daily, not several times a day. And it doesn't mean that you have to be on the phone or whatever for two or three hours at a time, but uh, it could be just for short periods of time. I think back to when my wife and I were uh, first dating and engaged. I was in graduate school in Knoxville, and she was in Chattanooga, so we were 120 miles apart and we would see each other on weekends, but during the week we would keep in touch. That was back before the days of Internet and Skype and texting and all that, and 
We had to do it the old-fashioned way, which was phone calls and letters, lots of cards and letters. So keeping open, honest communication can be very critical in maintaining the health of that relationship. Uh, using technology, which, again, you want to keep a balance between the use of technology and maybe you know phone calls or sending cards or writing. But there's so much technology out there now, uh, particularly with Skype and those type of um, options, that you can see the person. Uh, there are people, for example, a lot of the military families are separated by thousands of miles, and they uh, keep in touch with each other. Uh, last year, my wife and I got to go visit some, some friends in Singapore, and we communicated almost daily uh, with some relatives back in the States using Skype. Um, so there's a lot of technology out there that makes it convenient for you to maintain regular communication and contact with your loved ones. So keep the communication open, honestly, frequent uh, use technology, but keep a healthy balance. Uh, because as I said earlier, when you're texting and sending emails or posting on Facebook, Twitter, and so forth, sometimes what you write doesn't come across um, the way you intend for it to. And so you want to have a healthy balance of using technology and having as many face-to-face uh, -face meetings as you can. Uh, very early on, it's very important for you to establish very clear goals and expectations. Um, what is it that you want out of this relationship? What are some things that you're not willing to put up with? Uh, what are some of your fears and apprehensions? And you want to confront those head on because if you have fears and apprehensions and you don't deal with it, then you're pretty much setting yourself up for a guaranteed failure because people can't read minds. And if you aren't willing to share your feelings and concerns with that person, uh, then it could be more damaging to that relationship uh, than you want it to be. Uh, so make sure that you spend some time on the front end. And that's where using that inventory that I mentioned earlier, if each person were to sit down and make a list of the things that are required, the things that are optional, and the deal breakers, then they can exchange that and work together to try to improve communication and to try to make sure uh, that your goals and expectations are clearly expressed and that your partner agrees with them. Um, they might not agree with certain things, but just because they disagree with one thing doesn't mean you have to throw everything else out. It might be uh, just that one thing. So make sure that you are very clear about your goals and expectations on the front end. Uh, establish what level of commitment you know, you're wanting. Uh, talk about the future. Uh, if you're not ready to commit, to commit, then let that person know, I'm not ready. Now, if you're in a situation where you've been dating for 20 years and that person is not ready, then there's a pretty good chance that that person is never going to get ready. Or when they get ready, if you do get married, then oftentimes, as we mentioned in last week's show, Oftentimes those things don't work out too well. So it's important for you to agree on what your level of commitment is um, and to talk about the future. Uh, and if you're uncertain, then be willing to admit that and to work together on uh, trying to sort it out and work through it. But if talking about the future makes you uncomfortable, 
then to me that means that you haven't developed a level of commitment uh, to that relationship, and that's something that you need to work on. Um, and it gets back to what I mentioned earlier. You need to explore your values and goals and determine uh, if they are compatible. Um, it's very important for you to sit down and to talk about what's important to you. Um, you can write these things down and exchange your notes and uh, read it back to each other and discuss it, but at any rate, it's very important for you to have that discussion to where you make sure you're both on the same page. Uh, what's important, um, if you have shared values, that's even better, but sometimes your, valor, your values might not be identical, but they're compatible, or that person might have some values that might not be exactly what you want, but if it's tolerable, then sometimes you're willing to put up with that. So I think it's very important early on in a relationship for you to uh, talk about the level of commitment and talk about your future, and especially if it's going to be uh, one of those long-distance relationships. Another thing I encourage you to do is to set realistic time limits about what you expect to happen and to talk about it. If you don't have reasonable time limits, uh, then you find that time gets away from you. Uh, sometimes people that don't communicate clearly find themselves blindsided because they didn't set realistic goals, expectations, um, and they don't have, for lack of a better word, any benchmarks to know uh, where you're going. Uh, if you've been in a relationship and you feel that it's stagnant and you've been dating this person for several years but it's not going the direction that you want it to go, if you end up in a long-distance relationship, then that can be very threatening to that relationship because that's when people tend to lose touch with each other or lose that connection. And through all of it, you just always have to be realistic. If it's not going to work, it's just you know not going to work. I think it's also important for you as a couple to set your own boundaries in that relationship when you find yourself trying to live by somebody else's rules and boundaries, then that can sometimes damage that relationship because it might be that neither one of you really agree with it, but someone has to be willing to um, make the difference. And so you got to be realistic, and you have to set your own boundaries about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in that relationship. And don't rely on what other people think because that really can be damaging uh, to that relationship. Uh, another thing is if you're a person who has trust issues, then it's very important for you to try to be patient, to be patient with yourself and to be patient with your partner and try to sort through things and not expect things to change overnight. It might take some time and effort to work through it, but I think if you're patient with each other, if you discuss the reasons that you have jealousy or distrust, um, then you can typically work through that. It's very important to avoid drama and to avoid unfounded accusations. If you don't have a solid basis for your accusations, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't verbalize them, but if the person denies your accusations and you don't have proof, then you need to at least be willing to take the chance that that person just might be telling the truth and you know, you don't want to uh, press the issues, but you got to be realistic, uh, set your own boundaries, and not rely on 
uh, what other people think or say. Uh, be patient and to try to work through your trust issues uh, and avoid drama. I think, again, similar to that, it's very important for you to uh, focus on the present and the future and don't dwell on the past. If you've been in a relationship that didn't work out, uh, just because it didn't work with one person doesn't mean that it won't work with the next person. Now, it's wise that if you see some red flag behavior, uh, then you want to deal with that, but don't just automatically assume that just because you see one or two red flags that you throw in the you know flags that you just give up. But I think that you know once you recognize red flags, it is very important that you set aside time to sort through that. And there are some things that you can do. We might come back and uh, do a show on conflict resolution and communication. We did about a year ago, but we might have to reprise that. But I think it's important for you to um, focus on the present. Uh, let go of the past. You can't go back and undo what's already happened. We can learn from it, but when you hold on to things that are not healthy or not in your best interest, then they can really damage that relationship and make it almost impossible for you to uh, have a positive future together. So stay present and future focused, and don't let the past um, you know, get in the way of you being able to move forward. And most of the times you pretty much know um, the person, and sometimes you might have a gut feeling that that person uh, can't be trusted, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's valid. Sometimes that's all it is, it's a gut feeling. So uh, be patient and try to work through things and uh, stay focused on the present and on the future. Uh, plan you know, visits on a regular basis, but always have a backup plan. Uh, sometimes things do legitimately come up that will cause you to have to change your plans. But if you ever have to change your plans, and I think it's very critical, uh, one, that you have a legitimate reason for doing so, uh, and two, that you're tracking that to determine um, whether or not you know that's legitimate. So I think it's important for you to uh, plan ahead, to have a backup plan. It might be that if you can't you know go to one city, you might meet somewhere that's a midway point. And sometimes that can add a little spice of uh, meeting somewhere that's a midway point to where uh, you both have to make a little commitment to get there, uh, have a date, um, and do something special and unique. But um, you just have to plan ahead to try to have as much face-to-face time as you can to work on building that relationship. And even if you're physically separated, um, there are ways that you can do things together. For example, if you have a favorite TV show, um, you can sit and talk on the phone while you watch the TV show. You might be uh, hundreds of miles apart, but you're sharing that activity. Or you might um, enjoy reading, for example, and you can uh, read a book and then discuss it over the phone, and that way you're able to share some of those activities. So find ways to share that time together to be able to do activities. But at the same time that you're trying to do things together, I think it's important for you to keep to keep a healthy balance and to have a good network or social outlets that you can um, have other relationships. Now, I think it's important that if you're in a committed relationship with someone, um, I know some people 
practice what they call open marriage or open relationships, and uh, that's not for everybody. So um, if you uh, have a healthy network and you have other social outlets, that helps you to not be lonely. It helps you to carry on a normal lifestyle, and that helps you to enjoy the times that you're with your mates, even if it's a long distance. So these are just some things that you can do to help you to um, improve the chances of um, having a healthy long-distance relationship. So remember the things that cause it to fail or poor communication, unclear expectations or intentions. Uh, the distance you know, might be a problem, a lack of trust or jealousy, uh, just logis- logistics, which is like distance, but um, whether or not you feel like you're getting an adequate return on your investments uh, in compatible values and expectations, uh, ambivalence that's not resolved. If one person has separation or attachment issues, that can create problems. And lastly, uh, inability to cope with change. So I will put the links on the uh, webpage. Uh, Just click on the link. If you're watching or listening online, just uh, there's a link there that will allow you to um, go to the page, and you'll see the um, links posted. I'll do that a little bit later. Um, but, again, um, hopefully this has been of some help to you. Uh, we will be back next week with a new topic. And thank you for listening tonight, and uh, we'll see you next week. So I'm going to go and try to catch Gabby before she goes off. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.